with the latest Trots news. Welcome to Gatespeed. Yeah, let's review the the weekend's harness action with the one and the only Dan Malecki who joins us now on Big V Racing. Good afternoon to you, Dan. How was your weekend? Very good. Thank you, Matt. Good afternoon to you. It was terrific. Focused mainly on Sydney, but we had some terrific racing at Melton and also Horsham with their cup meeting uh, yesterday. So really, it, it was a, a wonderful weekend. And as I said on Cracking the Codes on Saturday, it was Group 1s in all three codes Saturday in, in Melbourne, and that doesn't happen that often. Mm, yeah, you, as you touched on, Group 1 action for the Trotters at Melton. We had the Horsham Cup yesterday, but that meeting in Sydney has shaped plenty, Dan, including the final field for the Miracle Mile. Now, we get Barry's at 3.30 this afternoon, but what do you make of the field that's been delivered? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a terrific uh, lineup. Um, as you would expect, it's just come about really well. I think the right horses qualified through the heats uh, Saturday night. The two different named races, the Schweppes Sprint and the Allied Express Sprint. But what it does, it gives first and second in either of those two races uh, automatic entry into the Miracle Mile. So with that uh, came two sets of stablemates, the Emma Stewart pair of Honolulu Bay and Hurricane Harley and the Belinda McCarthy, Luke McCarthy prepared Spirit of St. Louis and Expensive ego so with that uh, some well-known names the a graders get through and they were added to the list of catch a wave and mac dan who were automatic qualifiers with their wins in the uh, chariots of fire and also the newcastle mile and that left two spots to be decided considering the horse that was pre-post favorite uh, it was captain ravishing and he did get the invite and the other one was uh, brave you kelly who won the group one queen elizabeth the second mile on saturday night and she was brave she was fantastic worked very hard in a brutally run race and was much too good for for the mares so she earns her spot in next saturday's uh, feature as well all right so obviously these barriers will shape plenty dan but I want to get your thoughts pre the draw on who you think the horse is to beat. Um, I was thinking the draw had already come out. Is it not already out or was uh, I missed something? I thought it was at 3.30. I could be wrong. Um, I haven't seen it, but anyway. Because oh, I, I thought Captain Ravishing drew Barry, and I'm pretty sure it's it's as on the website. But, um, oh, maybe it actually, is. Actually, this is it. I reckon this is it. If I'm wrong, I apologise. Okay. okay, so I'll run through it. Barrier one, first emergency, major meister. You know, I don't like emergencies drawn in the field. It probably doesn't matter as much because they're all across the front line. But one major meister, first emergency. Two, Spirit of St. Louis. Three, Hurricane Harley. Four, Honolulu Bay. Five, Catch a Wave. Six, Brave View Kelly. Seven, the second emergency, Bondi Lockdown. Eight, MacDan. Nine, Captain Ravishing. And Expensive Ego draws barrier 10, which will end up being barrier eight because the two emergencies obviously won't get a run. And there will be eight runners. And with that, with the market on on tab uh, Honolulu Bay is now the $2.80 fixed odds favourite from Catch a Wave at $4 Spirit of St Louis who's likely to start from Barrier 1 at $4.50 and Captain Ravishing who was favourite, remember he hadn't even officially been invited or qualified favourite mm. before those heat Saturday night with that barrier draw he's out to $5.00 yeah, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating, Dan. I cannot wait for it. Um, so I want to I read you a, a couple of paragraphs of an article that Adam Hamilton wrote on uh, the trots.com.au website. I love his articles and I love the way that he speaks about harness racing and he challenges the norm, Dan. I'm going to read you a couple of sentences and I want you to um, give me your reaction. So this is how it goes. Captain Ravishing makes for a fascinating case study about all things harness racing. While everyone in the industry agrees we are desperately in need of some mainstream attention. Many are just as quick to shoot down anyone or anything that tries to achieve that. The negativity that followed Captain Ravishing's defeat in the Chariots of Fire was disturbing, 
and speaks to why harness racing finds itself in decline and off the grid as far as sport goes in the real world. What do you make of those comments? Totally agree. It's funny, I hadn't had any uh, prior contact with you um, in the last few hours, but I actually sent uh, Adam a, a message just a short while ago to say absolutely spot on that article, and I agree with everything you've said. So um, totally, it's obvious to us uh, that uh, what they used to call that about the Richmond supporters at one stage, they like to eat their own, don't they? Yeah. Um, a bit of tongue-in-cheek there, but he also mentions that within his article, and I think it's so true, was searching for this champion uh, and we had a text last week from someone who who was uh, in effect um, having uh, was suggesting that people had called this horse a champion and he's not a champion. Well, I don't think anyone did that. I think we're all searching for him to be that champion. Uh, off one group one, you can never be a champion. Um, but you're right. I think uh, the boots come out really quickly. But th- that happened with Nature Strip earlier on too. Do you remember the early days with Nature Strip and uh, it was split? He was the most talked about horse in thoroughbred racing. Um, um, as many people that were on his side as were against him, and he won his way back to a greater majority of people that loved him as time went on. But it was a similar type of a, a setup. It wasn't necessarily he wasn't necessarily grasped by everybody. And I think when Captain Ravishing's winning, uh, everyone wants to be uh, in the conversation. But there must be a lot of people wanting to hold his tail as well, which is really disappointing. Uh, and that doesn't mean they're just within the harness industry as well. Um, but there's no doubt that harness race are uh, are praying uh, to have that that superstar. I I think any industry, any sport wants to have that player, that athlete, whether it's a horse or human, uh, to to lift that industry or sport to greater heights. And and harness racing is no different. We know we've got one that ticks a number of the boxes, but of course only time is going to tell whether he is able to tick all of them. Mm, Yeah, and uh, they'll be quickly jumping back on. This weekend, Dan, if he goes out there and, and wins and wins well. But fun. people will watch, though, you know, yeah. even with a Kyrgios, for example. Mm. I mean, you know, the, the traditionalists will look at him and say, well, you know, he's got a lot to learn uh, and, and pick him apart for whatever reason you want to pick him apart. But they'll still be watching because he's such a brilliant athlete. Uh, and, it, and it may well be the same with the captain ravishing. Even if you're not uh, thinking that he can deliver the goods and get to these great heights, you'll still want to watch and see how he goes about it. And, and that's, that's okay. I'm all right with people that are split, uh, that whether they want to see him win or whether they want to see him fail, as long as they're watching to see whichever way it goes. Mm. What do you think of uh, Catcher Wave's chances this weekend? Well, he was so good in that miracle, uh, sorry, in the Chariots of Fire, he's got to be a chance. The The record of four-year-olds that have come through the Chariots of Fire and uh, into the Miracle Mile has been excellent, mainly for those that have been running places, uh, but overall the record is very good. It stands up well. We thought going into this year's Miracle Mile, it was a great opportunity for a four-year-old to win. The depth, while there's a good bunch of horses, there was no... Uh, standouts in in the pacing ranks. Hence, that gets back to the, the little chat we had about Captain Ravishing before. Honolulu Bay from a Hunter Cup now through to uh, winning the sprint and impressively the other night. He's the horse with a decent barrier draw and Catch a Wave. He's got brilliant gate speed. Catch a Wave, uh, I would think, is the horse that could lead this race. They do start the Miracle Mile a bit differently. They're, they're at pretty high speed. So horses that we often see as fast beginners is negated somewhat because the mobile seems to go at a faster speed than usual and they get that long run in behind the mobile. So 
a miracle mile is sometimes not necessarily the advantage for the brilliant beginners as they would normally be. So catch a wave can push himself forward. He was brilliant sitting without cover the other night, and he can absolutely win, and that's why he's the second favourite. Honolulu Bay hasn't got that brilliant gate speed, but the way they start the Miracle Mile might actually suit him, and he could end up in a really good spot. So they've got the key draws. If it was swimming uh, in a swimming race, and it does rain a lot at uh, Menangle, don't give up on the thought that mightn't turn out that way, Um, but they've drawn lanes four and five at this stage. They're pretty good lanes to be in, aren't they? Certainly are. We'll talk more about it later in the week, Dan. Cannot wait for that. Uh, as you touched on, huge night at Menangle on Saturday night. There was group ones uh, for the Oaks final. What did you make of the upset? Windy Hill targeting the job done. Well, it was a pretty even bunch of, of fillies, so no great surprise. I mean, Kalua fly by the, the, the Kiwi started the odds on favourite, but um, finished down the track. Uh, it, it was a race, probably didn't have the greatest depth uh, of New South Wales Oaks finals that we've seen previously, but there's certainly a bit of talent there, and it was great for Steve Turnbull and Amanda, Amanda Turnbull getting up with an $18 shot. The Victorian Soho Seraphine, so brave. She had the outside barrier, uh, and she worked hard, but she was brave. She was terrific, in fact. She's had a wonderful preparation. Uh, and even uh, uh, the other Victorian Sharipo ran well, got beaten 30 metres, but still was a good run. Is this just fantasy? Probably come up a bit too quick for her, but she's a really nice filly that can uh, progress off that. So no doubt an upset result. Uh, and Brave View Kelly, who was a $3.60, I think, third favourite as it turned out, uh, she was outstanding when winning the Queen Elizabeth II mile, Matt. She worked really hard, and there was a point in the straight at about the 200, you thought, well, she's got to relent here, and the others are going to pick her up. And when Amore Vita seemed to come out of the pack and charge, you would think Amore Vita would sustain that run. But Brave View Kelly found her second or third win, and oh, she was outstanding. And, and I can absolutely see why that uh, the powers-to-be want to have her in that Miracle Mile field. She was, she was so brave. Uh, and, and dominant, really, um, despite only being a three-metre margin, but she was fantastic. And, and the two uh, the two heats, Honolulu Bay's win, it, it was a much faster tempo than uh, the race that uh, Spirit of St. Louis won. Uh, 152-4, Spirit of St. Louis, 149-3, Honolulu Bay. I, I think Spirit of St. Louis has drawn Barrier 1, and Hurricane Harley has got, well, sorry, will end up in Barrier 1, and Hurricane Harley a good gate too. They need every bit of the pegs to be competitive here because I certainly think the better chance. Out of those four that qualified, uh, Saturday night, Honolulu Bay is certainly the one. He's a very good sit sprinter, and he was he was outstanding the way he picked up expensive ego and charged to the line. So he is well, he's favourite for a reason. He he's a strong winning chance to win that Miracle Mile. But if you do like Captain Ravishing, that he's getting out to five dollars now, and I I would uh, I'm not put off by him drawing out wide I think he needs space, I think he goes better when he doesn't have horses around him he seems to go well when he's off the pegs, mm. uh, that hanging in part was my concern and, and I, I would think that'd probably give him a bit of a dash up this week whether it's today or tomorrow just to see how he can stretch out, um, if the real Captain Ravishing turns up I still think he can win if you want to pick him to pieces for last start, not not for his performance in getting beaten uh, but particularly um, the, the part where he was hanging, that, that's where my query lies. Um, he can still win it. And if you like him at $5, you can afford now to back who you like and Captain Ravishing just in case. Yeah, absolutely. If he keeps getting out, he'll be tempting plenty of punters into a bet, I reckon. And, hey, uh, Danny, what did you make of the, the New South Wales derby heats? We touched on Thursday about how they lacked a little bit of depth. Was there any standout performances in your eyes? 
Yeah, look, I think you're right. The racing was pretty good, uh, just the same, and there's a bit of a Victorian influence there, particularly with uh, uh, Shane Sanderson and Ryan Sanderson. and they were able to win one of those seats with Catalpa Rescue. This is a horse that won at 101 at Milton a couple of starts ago, caused a huge upset, but has gone on with it. He's pretty smart, and uh, the more favoured of the stablemates, Dangerous. He ran well. He had to do a bit of work, but he ran really well in the opening heat. Uh, Elta Meteor, I think, has stamped uh, himself as being a pretty good horse, uh, and he won the opening uh, heat. Uh, of those uh, three, but I think uh, Catalpa Rescue is the, the interesting one. I wonder if there's a decision now to be made by Ryan Sanderson uh, because Dangerous would have gone in as the uh, the, the, the more favoured of those two. They've both qualified, but I'm starting to think Catalpa Rescue might be the better of the two now, so uh, a decision to be made by young Ryan Sanderson, but what an opportunity he gets in the Group 1 final uh, next week. So, again, a bit more open. It's a bit like the, uh, the, the Oaks uh, series. There's uh, there are plenty of chances there. The horse that went in probably is the number one seed or one of better be the best uh, was rolled. But I wouldn't totally give up on him yet. He's still a really good chance to win the final next week as well. But I think there's more winning chances in this year's New South Wales Derby than there has been in quite a while. Great work, Danny. We're going to run out of time here to talk about Just Believes winning the Australian Grand Trotting Grand Prix there on Saturday night. A sensational performance. Seven wins from its last nine starts. Uh, we might talk a little bit more about that on Thursday. You have a wonderful week. We'll catch up with you then for Greenlight On. It's good on you. Thanks, Matt.